Hello and welcome to the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Adam Castro, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Adam. It's a great day. Great day to be alive. It really is. Very excited to be here. Very excited to be back on the program. Yep. The Patriots got blown out. Um I and we're here talking fantasy football in week one, leading into week one of the fantasy football playoffs. We could not have been in a better situation than we are right now. Hey, Adam. Yes, Bert. Do you remember what I said about, hmm, give or take, three, four weeks ago? On every waiver show that we did, pick up, up Cam Akers. Pick up Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. The people didn't listen to me. You happy now? Well, I think this is as much of a statement as anything that you should be picking up Cam Akers. Well, now you're not going to have an opportunity to. <laughs> And that you, is also if, true. If you do have the opportunity, it's going to take a lot of fab or it's going to take a very high claim spot to get him. I know I know someone, a, a, a companion, who, granted, it is an 18 league. So you, you remember those leagues, Adam? They're, they're, they're really cute. They're really, really cute leagues. Where, where your team is stacked? Where your team is stacked, yes. And every team is stacked. Where he dropped... Cam Akers for the Chiefs defense and started Cooper Cup last night in a playoff game. Wait, he picked the Chiefs defense this week? Uh-huh. I, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. Against the Dolphins? I don't mind it. The Dolphins are a sneaky good offense. Who's their quarterback? Well, I... Who's their quarterback? It's between me, you... And the and this brick wall that you built between us. <laughs> who's, who's their quarterback? I don't know, Tua. Yeah, probably. That's all I needed to hear. Guaranteed okay. throw a pick. Guaranteed throw a pick. Uh, pick. Great, great prop bet. By the way, throw that down. Tua, throw a pick. Anyway, so we dropped Cam Akers for the Chiefs defense. Yeah. Why? Well, he said to me it was either Cam Akers or Miles Sanders. And I said, Why? If it was up to did me. I would have dropped Miles Sanders. Why did you drop Miles Sanders? Name value? Sunk cost fallacy? Adam, I have no idea. I have no idea. All I know is when I heard that, my heart was ripped out of my chest. Yeah. Just please. It's like you- it's like you see a loved one making bad life decisions and you're like, please, Very no, Very you can't, true. you can't, you can't do this to yourself. Again, I feel like this needs to be said one more time before we get into Thursday night and then go through this very loaded slate of games that we have. This is not the time to be making stupid decisions like that. This is the time for you to be smart. This is the time for you to, to simple, keep it simple, stupid, as Adam once told me. Yes. Well, that, you can thank my seventh grade English teacher for that one. Well, I remembered it to this day. So, yes. Just kiss. Just kiss. 
keep it simple, stupid. Yep. But just listen to this podcast. I think you know what it was, and and this is very sad for me to say, but it is very clear that he is not a frequent listener of this podcast if he was just going out and dropping cam acres like that because the frequent listeners of this podcast, A, you're very smart, and B, you would not do something as stupid to go and drop cam acres. Because basically you've got it drilled into your head that cam acres is a valuable pickup on waivers. Correct. Somebody that deserves a roster spot. Correct. A roster spot, he should be starting. Well, that, Yes. I will, I, I will give the biggest spoiler alert for the history of mankind for the next two weeks until we get to fantasy championships. Cam Akers is not coming out of people's lineups. Oh, absolutely not. See, this was the game, and I guess this is all part of the Thursday night review. I guess this is kind of where we segue into that, where I was going through line positions with people all day yesterday. Sure. Yeah. And I wasn't necessarily sure what that was going to look like because the Patriots defense has looked pretty good the last couple of weeks before last night's game. And so I said, you know, Cam Akers might be a, he might be a risky play and it really comes down to what kind of other options you have. Um, I think that the, the toughest one that I had to make on the spot yesterday was Christian McCaffrey or Cam Akers. And I thank God that I said, odds are McCaffrey is not going to play. And I doubt you'd want to get caught with your pants down if you have no replacement for McCaffrey when Akers already played Thursday. So pull McCaffrey, play Akers, and then if McCaffrey does play, you sit David Johnson. Done. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. And I mean, you, the owner yeah. got 22, 23 points out of Cam Akers. So it worked out that way. Yes. It worked definitely. out. Yeah, it definitely worked out. But then there were others that decided to just go and fucking drop Cam Akers. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so, I mean, we're already like halfway into the Thursday Night Review, basically, because we talked about the the biggest, uh, one of the biggest storylines. The other big storyline, I mean, it's something that we already know, is that Cam Newton sucks now. That's putting it mildly. And uh, my favorite, I, I had the privilege of getting paid to watch this game. Well, by extension. <laughs> is that a privilege? Well, in this economy. <laughs> Fair, fair. And I think I would watch. I think I would watch the uh, the seventy two Dolphins take on the 05 Lions if I was getting paid for it. That would be the oh. You mean the 08 Lions? Oh five, oh six, oh seven, oh eight. All those Lions team were equal. All those Lions teams were equally as shit. Well, I thought you were going to say the 0 16 team. If you want to go that route, yes. If you want to go that route, yes. I was just trying to take some shitty team that I could name off the top of my head and plug them into that spot. But if you want to go the 0-16 route, which I did not think of, yes. So pay me to watch the 72 Dolphins and the 8 Lions. I would watch the uh, 72 Dolphins. If I would get paid to watch the 72 Dolphins go up against like the expansion Bucks, I'd watch that too. Oh, yeah, I was. Just, just for the spectacle. The, the Bucks team that lost 24 straight games. Yeah. I'm, fuck it. I'm with it. Yeah. Um, so the thing I was going into was I was also getting post-game stuff for this and, you know, Bill Belichick and Cam Newton are always give really long thought out detailed answers in their post-game. Of course. They're, they're known for that actually. Um, one of the uh, reporters, it's uh, Mike Reese, 
the Patriots beat writer for ESPN. He said, so Bill, what's the quarterback situation? Is Cam Newton starting next week? And Bill Belichick literally almost verbatim was like, well, Mike, I'm happy you and I'm really happy you asked that question. Thank you for asking this question. Cam's our quarterback. <laughs> he just sounded so also he well, not only did he was that like the most angry, yes, he's our starter kind of thing I've ever heard from a coach. He also said, uh, so I think uh one of the reporters asked about Nikhil Harry, and they're like, Oh, Nikhil Harry has looked really good over these past couple of games. What do you attribute that to? He's like, well, you know, I think this is the, the adage goes that, you know, the more experience you have, the better you are. And I think he fits in that category. I'm like, just say something nice. God. Bill Belichick is unable to say something nice. Ah, uh, you said that's why that's one of the reasons why I hate him. See, all yeah. He just he just doesn't doesn't like yes. We have news. some breaking news. Did Bill we Belichick get fired? Breaking news. David Johnson is not on the is not on the plane going to Chicago. He may huh? miss this game. Well, I think I mean unless he's taking a fucking bus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless he's John Maddening this shit. Yeah, apparently. I mean, I'm I'm trying to get more information about this, but one of my uh one of my contacts just uh let me know about it. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to try and get more information. Apparently, it, it is a personal issue. It is not an injury-related issue. Um, yeah, that's not good. That's, yeah, well, uh, hopefully it gets that sorted out. Yes, for sure. Um, also, uh, Cam Newton said it any better than we, than we could have. He's like, well, we knew what, what the Rams were going to do on defense. We just didn't. We just didn't execute when we didn't, uh, yeah, you didn't make, make enough big plays. I mean, I'm always wary about whenever a Patriots player or coach says we knew exactly what they were going to do. Cause it get, you know, the alarm bells go off of my head, but um, I think at this point you do know what the Rams are going to do. They're going to rush. They're going to rush the passer. They only need to rush like three or four on every play. And they're going to shut down your top receivers with the, with the Jalen Ramsey experience. Ramsey experience. Yeah, pretty much. That's so the lay of the land. And, you know, it wasn't, wasn't like a, a hot night for guys like Robert Woods or, or Cooper cup, which. Well, I mean, I mean look, Cooper cup scored. He got a touchdown. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, I wasn't expecting much from Woods. Woods, I was not surprised. But Cooper Cup just not having that massive night that we possibly expected was a little surprising. But I think it comes down to just the overall game plan that the Rams just decided they were just going to go and magically implement for uh, for this matchup with the Patriots and deciding to hand the rock to Cam Akers 29 times. So, you well, know, that the- worked out. It worked out quite well, and Cam Akers looked really, really good. And, I mean, if you did have to start Woods, then, oof, my sincerest condolences. If you started Cup, then you're really lucky you got a touchdown because he definitely did not kill you. If you started Cam Akers and you fucking listened to me, congratulations. You did the right thing. Yeah, I mean, it's rare when you have a running back that gets more yards than their quarterback passed for. 
Very rare. Yeah. That's my man, Cam, Cam Akers. What a guy. What an unbelievable gentleman. I mean, they gave, they gave him a Derrick Henry workload, basically, in this game. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They wanted to see what he was made of against a a team that I think a lot of people really expected were just going to shut him down, and they and they didn't. So fair play. Fair play to Cam Akers. It was a pretty well-executed game plan by, by Sean McVay, and they didn't really play the Patriots game. The Patriots, I think, really were focused on stopping the run, not necess- and wanting Jared Goff to pass. And Sean McVay didn't alter from that. He saw well, you can say makers, and he went with it. You can say that you want to stop the run and force Jared Goff to pass, but if you don't stop the run, then you're shut of luck. That me- then it's meaningless. Right. Exactly. So overall, it was it was a good, good great win by the Rams. Uh, the Pats looked terrible, and um, yeah, thank God I was right on Cam Akers. Yes, enjoy being right a whole lot. Join the club. Uh, let's go into these previews, shall we? Sure. It's probably one of the more even. Is there like a big event going on on Sunday? Is this like the e- the most even I've seen? Uh, the afternoon and like the one o'clock and four o'clock games since the Masters was on. I love it. I love it. it actually, gives it actually gives. There's no. There's no lull. Like you're just you're sitting around, you're watching football all day. This weekend is a commitment to watch football. Like all weekends. Like all weekends, but this weekend more so because you have the seven one o'clock games, the six four o'clock games, and then you have the one Sunday night game. So really, you know, do you have a time for do you have time for a meal on Sunday? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe lunch. <laughs> well, I know if you have a buy and you listen to this podcast and you have number one seats across the board and you have a buy, then yes, of course, you could go. You, you could go have a five course meal if you want to. You're not going to be stressing yourself out the entire week, the entire uh, day. Very true. Very true. Go get yourself a nice filet mignon. Go get yourself some nice lobster tails. Put some butter in the microwave. You know, get that get that butter really, really melt down and you pour it and you sear it all over the lobster and while all while your friends are all downstairs or upstairs or wherever the uh, geographical location of your television is in your home and see them screaming at the TV, having a meltdown. Oh, those peasants. Oh, oh, those peasants. <laughs> They're not meant for this posh lifestyle. Yes. Uh, yeah. What are they doing? They're screaming at the telly. They're screaming at the telly over football. Is this ridiculous? Listen, they don't know Car- passion is. They don't watch Liverpool on Sundays. No Salah. Roberto Firmino. Sadio Mane. Listen, Jamie Carragher, I don't think you're in, any, you're in any position to criticize people for screaming at the TV. I, I do not think you're in, the, you're in a position for that. Uh, it's, it's funny that you mentioned David Johnson. I hope you get the help that the medical help that you need <laughs> for your for your vocal cords. So maybe the song should be now instead of David Johnson should be Duke Johnson. Yeah, so it's actually 
the Houston Texans going to Chicago. I mean, it could be a home alone thing where they just left him at the airport. And they're like, do we Romeo Cornell's like, did we bring do you bring everything? If and it then, came out that they just forgot about David Johnson on the fucking tarmac, that would be <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. He's just like, I'm ready to go, guys. <laughs> um, has anybody seen David? <laughs> David, <laughs> hi guys. <laughs> and then David Johnson's just doing the Home Alone face, and now he's got to fly coach to Chicago. <laughs> Well, at least oh, he's a couple my days. God. Anyway, so as far as the injuries are concerned, we talked about David Johnson. David Johnson. I guess it is an injury uh, thing that's going on here with David Johnson. I don't know what else it could be. No, well, you said it's a uh, it's a personal matter. They said it was a personal matter that has ca- caused him to miss practice. Right. So whatever it is, it's enough to keep David Johnson at least grounded in uh, in Houston while or go to wherever this personal issue resides instead of going with the team to Chicago. So whatever the issue is, best to uh, Mr. David Johnson. Well, I think the other thing that's notable here is that uh, Duke Johnson with an illness. Duke Johnson? Yes. Junior. He Junior. was lit. He was limited in practice on Thursday. Yeah, if it's an illness, I'm not really worried about it. Yeah. Well, you never know. You just – if he's going to be uh, available on game day and all that. Um, is there any injury designation for CJ Proslice? There is not. Okay. So I only asked that because he could be a sneaky, sneaky good play, especially if they want to use him at the goal line. And uh, Brandon Cooks – really Cooks, need to bank on a touchdown. Yes, and Brandon Cooks – with a foot slash neck injury was limited in Thursday's practice as well. Okay. And then for Da Bears. Da Bears. There are some notable players on this injury report. Uh, Former Jets free agent flop Buster Screen is actually on the injury report. But that's not... Very sad inside. Yeah, well, he, he so many penalties. So many penalties. Say that again. He just, he just reminds me of Mike McCagnan, and I hate that. <laughs> Anything that reminds you of Mike McCagnan, I think is a bad thing. Yes. War pains. Uh, Darnell Mooney, for a personal reason, did not practice on Thursday. Okay. Uh, Alan Robinson, with the knee issue that he had last week, yep. practiced in a limited capacity on Thursday. Yeah, everything I've heard about A-Rob said he's going to play. They're and, just really taking it easy yeah. with him. And honestly, that's kind of it, really, as far as the uh, the injuries are concerned. So let's go into the startometer. Or the playoff meter. That's right, the playoff meter. Where does Deshaun Watson fall on your playoff meter? Eight. You're starting him. What about whoever the running back is for the Texans. Duke Johnson, if David Johnson is confirmed out. I'm not even going to rank David Johnson because I would assume that with this source that um, let me know about it, they're usually pretty good about it. So I would assume that David Johnson is out. So then that would mean that Duke Johnson is probably going to 
be in the range of a top 24-ish play. I don't know if he'll crack that, but he'll be in that range. So he'll be like a high-end flex. So I would say like a seven. And then if you're looking for a real Hail Mary play, CJ Procise. CJ Procise would be the Hail Mary of Hail Marys. But you would you would need a touchdown from CJ Procise to even think about potentially getting any sort of value on on him. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. Uh, what about the wide receivers? Kiki QT, Chad Hansen. Um, well, Brandon, Brandon Cooks is like a seven. Kiki QT is like a six. Chad Hansen's like a one. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just because Brandon Cooks is in doubt relatively just because of the, the foot the, and neck issue. The injuries. Yeah. But I mean, if, if I tell you what, if Cooks doesn't play, Kiki QT gets a huge boost, huge, humongous boost. Yeah. But even with Cooks, I think uh, Kiki Kuti is fine. Okay. And then tight ends, of course, don't Neil need to Poir. worry about those. Neil Poir. And are you even, are you worried about any Bears quarterback? Are you starting to risky? Uh, in this matchup, you can. I wouldn't. But in the playoffs, though, that's the, that's the real thing. You have to, I, you have, I wouldn't. But we're, it, a, we're in a new lens here. I mean, if if you have to, he's fine, but very, 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 very risky. Oh yeah, very risky. Um, and then David Montgomery, nine, yeah, start of the week for me, definitely start of the week for me. My my, how David Montgomery has come around. He really has. Good. I mean, good for him. It just looks like the Bears want to use him more. And give him more responsibility, which is great. I mean, it's unfortunate because it seems like there might not be too much of a role for Tariq Cohen when he comes back. Well, they signed him to a long-term contract. That is they true. Gave him an extension after he tore his ACL. So that was like a game before, but yeah, the game before, there's some role for Tariq Cohen, and they paid him. So yeah, there is a role there for him. I just don't well, know what it is. I mean, they do know that Tariq Cohen's not a bell cow kind of back like David John, like David Montgomery is. So Correct. I think that that's there's gonna these these two players are gonna be there for a while. Those Correct. I'm, I, I'm with you there. I'm yeah. with you there. Um, and then for the receivers, of course, you're starting Allen Robinson in this game. He's a ten. He's a ten. He's a must play. Yeah. And anybody else? Um, for the receivers, no. If you had to start one out of Mooney or Miller, I would probably start Miller. I think he would be in line for increased opportunities if Mooney is unable to play. But then there is one more that I do want to talk about. That's Cole Komet. If you're looking for a deep sleeper kind of stream at the tight end position for this week, Cole Komet could be your guy. I had four catches last week. One of them was a touchdown. Jimmy Graham has kind of fallen back on, on the depth chart. And it's looking like Cole Komet really has an opportunity here to be the sole tight end for the Chicago Bears. So um, if you're looking for a really, really deep sort of sneaky start, Cole Komet can be your guy. All right. Good to know. Uh, Let's move on to our next game. This game should be kind of interesting. It's the Kansas City Chiefs going to Miami to play the Miami Dolphins. And... 
it seems like the, the Dolphins have a larger injury report than the Kansas City Chiefs. Almost, yeah, no, it really is. So for the Miami Dolphins, the running backs are worth monitoring here. And also Tua. So uh, Salvin Ahmed didn't practice on Thursday. Tua Tagovailoa was limited in Thursday's practice. Uh, and Miles Gaskin with the knee issue was limited in Thursday's practice as well. So it's worth monitoring there. Uh, also, um, Brian Flores basically said that uh, Preston Williams is still recovering and that he may or may not be activated from IR heading into uh, like before the season's over. I doubt we would see Preston Williams back for the regular season. I would say there's maybe a chance that they would activate him in time for playoffs. Yeah. But I, I doubt we would see Preston Williams for the rest of the regular season. I, I highly doubt it. And if we do, it's not like you're going to be rushing to pick him up and start him. No. Well, I mean, but I think by the time they activate Preston Williams, it'll probably be week 17. Right. So, also, Matt Breed is out again because he was on the uh, put on the COVID list. Yeah. Yeah. That's, again, it's great news for uh, Miles Gaskin. Yes. And then for. The Kansas City Chiefs, not much really. As this is far why I love the Chiefs, very little to discuss. Yeah, I mean, except for one key area, which we'll have to have a nice little discussion about. Yeah. Can you? First of all, just this is a next year thing, but David Williams is going to be coming back to this backfield. He's like, what the fuck happened here? Damien Williams. He's like, my, my starting job. What, what, what is this? Who's this? To Le'Veon Bell. He's like, who's this? Who are you? Well, Le'Veon Bell is a free agent. He may not be back there, but he's going to go to Clyde. He's going to be like, who are you? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> who are you? And why are you, in, why are you trying to be me? Only I can be me. Only I can be me. Put that on a t-shirt. Um, Great. All right. Trademark that right now. So we have come to my favorite part of the week. Mine as well. And that is the Kansas City Chiefs. You are starting your Kansas City Chiefs. Although, probably not Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. No, 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 no. No. I, I, I'm done. I'm done on Clyde. You cannot start him until hey Bird, he shows you know, something. You know what I like also? And this applies to both of us. Being right. Being right about Clyde Edwards Solaire. We we were. We were. People people just look too much into the situation. They look too much into it and completely oversaw what this offense is. They are ever estimated. Yes. There was a stat. I don't know if you saw this, believe it or not, but there was a stat where the Kansas City Chiefs, before they acquired Le'Veon Bell, Tyreek Hill was on pace for 102 targets. 
This is before they acquired Le'Veon Bell. After they acquired Le'Veon Bell, Tyreek Hill is on pace for over 190 targets. They are throwing the ball more. They are not running as much. Patrick Mahomes is just dropping back and throwing it to whomever the hell he wants to throw it to. And it's not good news for Clyde. And we said this when they got Le'Veon Bell. Rest in peace, Clyde. It turns out that that's the case because I would say, I mean, look, here's here's an interesting one. You have someone like Clyde, but then you also have someone like Julio. Those guys were going in the same the same sort of area. Julio's out again. Clyde is a borderline start. You can go back and you can make that pick again. And you, let's say you have Clyde. Would you take Julio over Clyde? Knowing what I do now, I think I would still take Clyde. Really? Honestly, you would just because no. Well. If, if everything played out the exact same, I would just because Julio Jones just hasn't been able to stay in the field. Well, here's one. Here's one that I know a lot of people did. People taking Clyde over Devontae Adams. Well, that's just that's just silly. That happened. That happened in a lot of spots. Well, that's an easy one. The, that, of course, you take Clyde over Slur. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that that to me was pure stupidity. And you I, take Devontae I Adams. I said that flat out. Like, why would you even? Why? Why? You would t- you would pass up on Devontae Adams for an unproven rookie running back? Thank you, thank you. I I mean it it just makes no sense. It makes no sense, and I don't want to take up too much time. But Adam, I'll give you a a, a virtual high five. High five. Let's go. High five. Yes. Clyde we Edwards Basement Talk Podcast. Fan- Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show One. Clyde Edwards Alaire owners nil. Yep. Yes. Call- Call of the century. I mean, it it just seemed it seemed like such an easy call. I mean, was it the call of the century? I think it was just so easy that people just wanted to say, "Oh, I have the I have the running back for the Kansas City Chiefs," so this means I'm going to do really, really well in fantasy. Well, Come I mean, it just now. shows how special of a player Damian Williams was that he was able to uh, do what he did with Can- in the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Playoff Dame. Playoff Dame. Now watch, Not like- watch, watch when the fantasy season ends. Clyde Alaire puts up a 200-yard game in the playoffs. Yeah, right. And then it's and then it's like, oh shit, that would be poetry. Yeah. Anyway, so basically, aside from Clyde Edwards Alaire, you're starting. Yep. Basically, everybody. Mm-hmm. I think that this is a really big game for Travis Kelsey. Like a super big game for Travis Kelsey because the writing is on the wall for it. Yeah. I mean, the outside receivers for Kansas City are going to be are going to be getting the Xavier Howard slash Byron Jones experience, respectively. Yep. yep. And I think when we say start everybody, and I think this needs to be clear because this is playoff time, I wouldn't be starting Sammy Watkins. I wouldn't be starting to Marcus Robinson. I wouldn't be starting Michael Hardman unless you're definitely in a bind and you're looking for just a, just a Hail Mary sort of play. Um, but, of course, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Mahomes. Yeah, of course, you're, you're starting them as you are any other week. Yes. And then for the Miami Dolphins, this is where it gets tougher. Yeah. Uh, are you starting to a Tyreek Against Five. these Kansas City Chiefs. Five. He's not inside my top 15. Well, especially not in the playoffs. No way. Um, so with that being said, do you think it's more it's more of a Miles Gaskin kind of game? I trust Miles Gaskin more than I trust Tua. So Miles Gaskin I have as a top 10 play. Uh, I have him as a nine in the start meter. The one thing about Miles Gaskin, though, that I think people need to understand 
is with Lynn Bowden there, he is taking away a lot of the potential receptions for Miles Gaskin. So that hurts him in PPR. But the volume that he gets, the lock that he pretty much is for 15 carries minimum, it helps him. Then if Miles Gaskin just happens to fall into the end zone, that helps him even more. So Miles Gaskin for me, if you're looking for volume, you're looking for safety, you're looking for efficiency, Miles Gaskin is at nine. Well, there you go. And then what about the receivers? Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker is the only one I would look at. And even then, he's like a six. Top about, 24 play, but barely. What about Mike Kosicki? <sighs> See, now this is the one. This is the one that we've talked about all week. Is, yes. you know, do you start Mike Kosicki? The matchup says yes. The matchup says yes because the Chiefs probably are going to be in a position where they're up big and Miami's going to be throwing the ball. But then do you trust Mike Kosicki to be the guy? where he will be getting those receptions or will it be one of the other white tight ends that Miami has whose first number is an eight where you think Mike Kosicki scores and then you realize it's 81 or 82 and you're saying, oh, fuck me. So I have that problem with Philadelphia, actually. Oh, everyone did. Eight, six and eight, eight between Goddard and Ertz. Everybody did. So so confused. So confusing. Yeah. So. Kasicki's probably a six. I like the matchup. I think he's fine. I have him as a top 12 play, but it's scary. It's really, really, really scary. Yeah. All right. So next game, Bird, cover your ears, close your eyes. Fuck me. It's it's the Dallas Cowboys going to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. We are on to Cincinnati. Fuck. Oh, boy. If the Cowboys don't, I mean, oh, boy. Troy Aikman basically said last Tuesday that he thought the Cowboys are giving up or have given up. You know, he took a lot of shit for that, but I'm sure he did. What did he say that was wrong? There was nothing that Troy Aikman said that was wrong. Well, it's either him or some talk radio guy on 105.3 The Fan. True. Very, very true. Or it'll be Colin Coward on uh, on FS1. Ugh, fuck that guy. Facts. Love his more daughter, like, though. Great woman. More, more like Colin Coward. Yeah. Fair. He is. Fair, Fair point. Fair point. I thought you were going to say Skip Bayless also because he's a you know he's a former Cowboys writer and all that. We 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 don't we don't recognize Skip Bayless' existence. Yeah. Well, after I mean, yeah, I don't think Troy Aikman does either. No. After he basically try to insinuate that he's gay because he doesn't have a because he didn't have a wife for the longest time. We don't recognize Skip Bale's existence in the Cowboys community. I don't blame you, frankly. It's like he's the Manish Meta of the Cowboys. Fuck him. He he really is. Fuck him. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Both of them are. Uh okay. The big news for the Cowboys, and you're not gonna like this. And I know you're not gonna like this. And I know that you know what's coming. Yep. Is he LA it's not gonna be playing. Is he officially out? He's not officially out, but uh, David Chow basically said to to the effect of that, Pro Football Doc. Right. Right. Yes. I, I did see that, but I wasn't sure if he had been ruled out yet. He had not. He's not officially ruled out, but it's one of those all but ruled out. Right. Yeah. I mean, I hope if you have Zeke, you have uh, Tony Pollard. Because Tony yeah. Pollard is going to be in line for work in this game. Oh, yeah. He most certainly is. 
See, now he's the kind of guy where I was talking about midweek, where if you had a buy and you had Tony Pollard sitting on waiver wire, he's the kind of guy you go and pick up. That's the kind of player that you're looking for. I mean, now if, if he's sitting on your waivers and you have an opportunity to go pick him up, I mean, whew, I, I mean, yes, 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 go and do it. Especially if you could make those, those free pickups. I mean, oh my Lord, definitely. Oh yeah. Definitely go pick him up. Um, yeah. Tony Pollard. I think he, uh, he's definitely a very, very, very good play in this instance. So, yeah. So basically I'm looking at, uh, Dr. Charles Twitter right now. And he's basically saying that like, he makes it the, the injury that it's more of a contusion, like a large bruise, not a, not a calf strain. So it is, makes it possible to play. He's more hurt than injured. Those are his words. So right. maybe he is going to play. Right. But it, uh, even, even then he's going to be so limited Tony Pollard just to be safe. I mean, at this point, um, if you're going to be having Ezekiel, you're going to be starting Ezekiel Elliott. You're not going to be comfortable with Ezekiel Elliott. No. And also, I don't even think Ezekiel Elliott is going to be comfortable starting playing in this game. No. And and this could be an instance where you say, you know what? I understand that I used the third overall pick or second overall pick or fourth overall pick, whatever it was, on on Zeke. And this is playoff time. You're supposed to play your studs. If he's hurt and you know that going in, if you have a better option on your bench, I think you're better off playing that better option. I, I, I really do. Well, here's the thing. Is Ezekiel Elliott is Ezekiel Elliott a stud anymore? Yeah. Yeah, I think he is. Um, I'm not gonna say that he was the explosive player that he once was, but that comes to the territory when you're logging the amount of carries that he's getting on a per year basis. I mean, it hurts him that the offensive line is completely banged up. No Tyron Smith, no Zach Martin, no Lyle Collins, Travis Frederick, obviously retiring. It hurts Zeke, you know, for sure. And he's basically going onto an offensive line where the only guy on that offensive line that has played more than three years in this league is Joe Looney. And the rest are... Would you say retired? Travis Frederick. Oh, Travis Frederick, yes. Yeah, Travis Frederick. So, I mean, it's... It's unfortunate for for Zeke. So um, it's a it's a it's a lost year for the Cowboys, and you're just kind of hoping that you can get out of there without any uh, other catastrophic injuries. If you are uh, if you're Jerry Jones and uh, the Cowboys, yeah, I mean you have your two tackle, your two starting tackles, and one of your better guards who are on IR and probably out for the season. Yep. And uh, yeah, so not ideal. And for the Cincinnati Bengals, T. Higgins, with a hamstring issue, remained limited to practice on Thursday. Um, the Bengals are going to be without their key – I guess he's le- he plays left tackle for them, uh, Jonah Williams. He's on yeah. IR. Mm-hmm. So he will not be in this game, and that's basically kind of it. The interesting thing is uh, now I always – so on ESPN, they, ne- they never used to show you players on IR on the injury report, but now they do. So right. all the injury reports are like twice as long now. I'm like, 
wow, a lot of players are injured. But then I just saw it's like it's all of the players that are on IR. Goody. So you have that. Um, can you believe John Ross is just still on IR? Never, never to be seen again. Well, I'm not surprised. Yeah. And also, as far as Joe Mixon is concerned, he will not return to practice this week. No. Still on IR. Nope. Gio Bernard again. He might be out for the season, honestly. I've been saying that for, I think, the last two weeks, that I would not be counting on Joe Mixon to be back. Yeah. So, as far as the starter meter, the playoff meter is concerned, where are you putting somebody like Andy Dalton? Five. I wouldn't do it. But if you had to, do you think people I see that's the thing. You wouldn't do it, but you of course you wouldn't do. It. You hate Andy Dalton, but like Yeah, fuck him. I wouldn't start Tom Brady in the playoffs. No. No, you wouldn't start Tom Brady, period. I wouldn't start Tom Brady on a plane, on a train, on a boat, in a on boat. A boat. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. There's barely Wi-Fi on boats anyway. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> that's that's the main concern here. Is we're uh, we're looking out for where there is Wi-Fi. Also, I wouldn't start. Also, I hate Tom Brady. Of course. Oh, you hate Tom Brady? No. I know, right? This is new. A new revelation. Coming at you live, Jim. <laughs> it it would have been funny if you said it like Tony Romo. Coming at you live. Coming here, at Jim. you live, Jim. Coming at you live here, Jim. It looks like Adam doesn't like Tom Brady. Actually, it was very good. Actually, it was very good. I don't know how accurate it was, but it was very funny. It sounded accurate in my head. I thought it was funny. Made me laugh. Um, Yeah. And I hate you. I know. So the fact that you're able to make me laugh when I hate you so much, that's a positive. It's It's a work hate. No, I hate you, period. <laughs> yeah, well, mutual. Good. Basically, I do, for that, I just take like, you know, the, the call that he made with like the cat running on the field where he's like, does he get both feet in bounds here, Jim? Basically, <laughs> I, basically, I take that and just make it the whole thing. That's beautiful. That's, that's, that's poetry. Yeah. Is that, anyway. a, uh, is that a Shel Silverstein work? Or Edgar Allan Poe, maybe Emily Dickerson, Mark Dickinson. Twain, Dickerson, really? No, it's Dickinson. Oh, excuse me, Dickinson. Yeah. Apologize. She's not related to. Never mind. Anywho, <laughs> um, so yeah, Andy Dalton, whatever. Five. Yeah, five. And I mean, we already talked about this basically, but. The, the running back situation, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. If it's Zeke and Pollard, I would say Zeke is a six, Pollard's a three. If it's just Pollard, it would be an eight for Pollard. Hey, Pollard, like you said, Pollard is the Dallas Goddard of running backs. He could be a starter on any other team in this league. Just about. I truly believe that. Just about. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you'd be unseating Dalvin Cook. Or Christian or McCaffrey, Cook. right. Or Derrick Henry, but right, most right. most teams, most teams, yes, he would be a starter on let's say twenty five other teams. Yes. Um, and then the receivers. Well, you said after 
uh, after Wednesday, after Tuesday's game, that Amari Cooper is the only consistent fantasy option for the Dallas Cowboys as far as the receivers are concerned. He's a 10 play. Amari Cooper. This is the game that you were waiting for from Amari Cooper. Where you're talking the Bengals potentially being down their top two, maybe even top three corners. This is the game for Amari Cooper where he has to deliver something. Yeah, I mean, Trey Waynes has been on IR forever Yeah, at this point. Yeah, and And, he's out. You could forget about Trey Waynes, but this is... This is a it's a boom play for Amari Cooper. It really is. Does that extend to the other receivers? Do you think? Uh, if I had to pick one out of the other two, I would say Ceedee Lamb over Gallup. Okay. Gallup cool. is like is, Gallup is like a deep league home run shot. And what about the tight ends? Tight end, I guess. I like I like Dalton Schultz's matchup seven. Cool. I like him a lot. I think if you have to choose between Dalton Schultz or Mike Gesicki, I would say Dalton Schultz. Well, I think. You have consistent, more consistent production from Dalton Schultz? I think so. I don't think that's very wrong to say at all. No, I mean, even though he, it's not like incredible, I think for the tight end position, for how, how shallow it is, and you can take, you take consistent production when you get it at this but point. A thousand percent. That's correct. Yeah. And then uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, who the fuck are you starting? I'll make this simple. Giovanni Bernard is a very solid play. Tyler Boyd is a very solid play. T. Higgins is a very solid play. That's it. Yeah. Um, not starting anybody else. They're just going to have Tyler Boyd. Yeah. I mean, look, the Dallas defense is terrible. So I think all of those guys should be in for bounce back, if not very good days. Well, I mean – Give her, I mean, fair, fair, fair point. Brandon Allen has looked kind of good. Like credit to him. He's look. He, has. he hasn't looked awful. He's not Ryan Finley. No, he's not Ryan Finley. Thank God. But I mean, yeah, he's not. He's not awful. No, he's not. I think he can definitely move the ball on this on this Dallas defense for sure. And it's good news for guys like Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and uh, Gio Bernard. I mean, he almost beat the Giants. Almost. Giants are a good defense. The first place no. Giants. Uh, are they, no, they are in first because they have a better divisional record than the team. No, well, well, they have the the head to head tiebreaker over the team because they swept right. them. Right. Oh come on, the team! Come on. Oh come on, you football team! Oh come on, you football team! It's like a generic chant that you hear in a movie, in like a sports movie. Come on, you Reds. No, we hate the Reds. Well, at least oh, admit no, we up the Reds. Maybe your Reds. My Reds up the Reds. No, not 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 the other. No, yeah, it's Derby Day this weekend. That's right. Very excited. Please batter them for me. I want to. Please. I, I just don't you. know. I just don't know if 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 we will. Please, we have I two strikers. You. That's yeah. fantastic news. I mean, but Aguero's not starting anyway. But no, different kind of football. Next game, Tennessee at Jacksonville. As far as this game is concerned, injuries, injuries upon injuries upon injuries. 
for Jacksonville, it seems like LaVisca Chenault's been on the injury report for a lot for a while because now. He has. Yeah. Um, he remained limited in practice on Thursday with a thumb issue. James Robinson practiced uh, practice limited on Thursday with a knee issue. He popped up in the injury report, which is not ideal. And yeah, that's kind of where we are here. And then for the Tennessee Titans, AJ Brown, once again, limited a practice. Who would have thought? I mean, it sky is blue fish swim birds chirp aj brown is limited in practice on wednesday birds and thursday chirp. birds do chirp wow, 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 wow. well actually he's he wasn't limited in practice he actually missed practice on thursday wow you completely just took my took my joke and just decided to completely ignore it huh i did yeah, i think i, see, I, I think this it. is why you hate me i hate you But yeah, that's 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 what we're dealing with here. He missed practice on on Thursday with the ankle issue. Yeah, he made that play. Well, that would be that would be something. Well, I think I mean he's missed practice on Wednesday and Thursday. You either missed practice or has been limited in practice for the, the better part of the season. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried until I see what he does today on Friday. Right. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Friday's the big day for a lot of these guys. So for the Tennessee Titans, where do you have somebody like Ryan Tannehill? Ten. Your, yeah. Ten. If David Montgomery is the start of the week for the running backs, Tannehill's the start of the week for the quarterbacks. Yeah. And of course you're starting Derrick Henry as yep. well. Yep. Nine. And I think I mean, you're starting, I think you're starting Corey Davis and A.J. Brown, but if A.J. Brown doesn't play, it's going to be a big, 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 big week for Corey Davis. Corey Davis is a uh, top top 24 play for me as of right now, and this is projecting that A.J. Brown is out. Okay. Yeah, but so definitely if, monitor those injury reports. Yeah, if A.J. Brown is there, then Corey Davis be, would become a high-end flex play, and A.J. Brown would be a top 24 play. I don't know if I would have him inside my top 20, uh, but they still would be fine. All right, and uh, Anthony Ferkser, Johnny Smith, Cameron Batson. Uh, no, no. Okay, I don't love it. And uh, for Jacksonville, it's the Mike Glennon show once again. Mike Glennon, do you? <laughs> no, you don't no. have Mike Glennon no. on here. No, no. Jesus Christ, though. No. I think the only player really is James Robinson. Only, yeah. No DJ, no DJ Chark, no Lewis Gishinol. You can't Martin. trust him. You, you just can't trust him, especially Chark. And you, you want to start him because you spend a third or fourth round pick on him, but you cannot trust him. So, well, it's one of those things where, yeah, the quarterback play has been inconsistent. Very. Very, and it hurts someone like Chark. So the only guy here that I'm starting from the Jaguars is Robinson. Okay. Uh, A.J. Brown is expected to play on Sunday. Okay. So then, yeah, Despite, then, then Corey yeah. Davis would be a high-end flex, and A.J. Brown would be a top 24 play. I just don't know where I would put him inside my top 24 as of yet. Okay. Um. All right. 
You want to move on to the Arizona Cardinals going to MetLife Stadium? Surely. For the second time this year? Surely. Uh, the good news is that Kyler Murray is no longer on the injury report. He wasn't on the injury report last week either. Well, hopefully he's better. <laughs> From your mouth to God's ears. Yes. So here's a quick, a, a cornucopia of, of stuff that's going on with DeAndre Hopkins. Non-injury slash neck slash back. He did not practice on Thursday. That's just a uh, a fucking time warp, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus. I got nothing. I mean, see what goes on. See what happens on Friday. Yeah, please. Yep, I agree. And if for whatever reason DeAndre Hopkins does not play, Christian Kirk becomes a must, must, must play. Well, you know who's coming back? Larry Legend. He is. Thank goodness I missed him. I know. I missed him I mean, dearly. Thank goodness he didn't have he didn't have it too bad. He didn't have he didn't have serious COVID. Thank goodness. No. no, he did not. He did say that he can't he can't taste anything or smell anything. Hey, but he'll play. But he will play. You don't need to smell and taste stuff to play in the NFL. Fair. It's probably better if you don't smell and taste stuff, actually. True. Yep. And then Kenyon Drake with a hip issue was uh, limited in Thursday's uh, practice. Yeah, he's been he, – he, it's a new development, though, for, for Drake, the, the hip issue. So that's something to look at closely to see if that affects him in any way. Yes. And the New York football giants, my future team, if Adam Gaze doesn't get fired. Oh, he will. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I, I'm not. I can't, like I said, I can't get rid of all my jet stuff. I have too much. You have too much of it. You've, yeah. you've way, way, way too much. Yes. Uh, Daniel Jones. So Joe Judge expressed optimism about uh, Daniel Jones playing against the Cardinals. But he also said at the same time, there's a ways to go. And that is from uh, Ralph Valciano of the good old S and Y. Yeah. It's, it's looking like Daniel Jones is going to miss this week again. So it'll be uh saddle him up cult. Yes. Uh, also Devonte Freeman with an in, with an illness, he was placed on the reserve COVID list uh, last Saturday. So, yep. I mean, just one thing after another, more Wayne Gallman, more Wayne Gallman and Dion Lewis. And Deion Lewis. Yep. So, with that being said, are you starting Kyler Murray? Yep. I got seven. I don't love it, but you're playing him. If, about- if you have a better option, though, you could sit Kyler. What about Kenny Drake and or Chase Edmonds? If Drake plays, Drake is an eight. Edmonds is a four. If Drake doesn't play, Edmonds is an eight. All right. Uh, I mean, listen, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins is a 10. You're starting him. If he doesn't play, pick up Kirk, and Christian Kirk would be an 8. And Larry Fitzgerald would probably be a 6. Do you think the tight ends would be more involved after the, the great game that Dan Arnold had? 
Yeah, but I mean, you're not going to start Dan Arnold. You get two receptions and two of them were for touchdowns. Hey, listen, we, we very much appreciate that here at the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Listen, it was two catches for 70-something yards and two touchdowns. If it was two catches for two, tu- for two yards and two touchdowns, then we would appreciate it. Fair. Then we would really appreciate it. Then he would be celebrated. Yes. For a crowning achievement. He'd get a statue. He would. I would erect it in his honor. Yes. Um, and for the New York Giants, are you, you're not starting Colt McCoy in the playoffs. Nope. I mean, come on. No. Nope. But you are starting Wayne Goldman in yep. the playoffs. Eight. Eight. Any receivers here? Sterling Shepard. I know he's been. Shepard is my favorite. Yeah. He's been hot and cold, though. Yeah. He's my favorite. I have to pick one. Okay. And Evan Ingram. Six. Cool. Low end start. I believe this game that we're going into. Oh, actually, no, it's the second to last game of the one o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. It is the Super Bowl 50 rematch. The Denver Broncos heading to Carolina to play the Panthers. And for the injuries, AJ Bowie was suspended six games for PED use. So his season's over. Yep. Uh, we already said that Christian McCaffrey is probably not going to be playing. He is doubtful heading into this game. And DJ Moore is also out because he was placed on the COVID list. Good news for Robbie Anderson. Yes. In a and great Curtis, matchup, too. Great and, matchup. And Curtis Samuel also. Yeah. Yep. And especially if Robbie Anderson now is not having to deal with AJ Boye, that is good news for Robbie. And then for the Denver Broncos, it's all like not fantasy related things. So let's move on. Are you starting Drew Locke? No. Are you starting Melvin Gordon? Six. Phil Lindsay? Four. Tim Patrick? Seven. Jerry Judy? Five. Noah Fant? 10. All right. That that's kind of what I expected. Yeah, I, I like Tim Patrick a lot this week as a as a flyer play, and I love Noah Fant this week. Love, love, love Noah Fant this week. Well, Drew Locke just looks in his direction all the time. So He's his I first can, read. I can see why you say that. His first read is Noah Fant. Yep. And for the Carolina Panthers, Teddy Bridgewater. Six. Mike Davis. Eight. Ten if you have McCaffrey. Robbie Anderson. Ten. Curtis Samuel. Seven. Ian Thomas. Three. Anybody else? Nope. All right. Now, this is the last game of the one o'clock time slot. It is the Minnesota Vikings heading down to Tampa Bay. I'm sure they're very happy about that, considering how fucking atrocious the weather is in Minnesota at this time of year. Well, they are in a climate-controlled dome. Yeah, well, outside it's terrible. Outside it's terrible, yes. As the song goes, the weather outside is frightful. But the fire is so delightful. Yes, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. And it doesn't show shines of stopping. But I brought some corn for popping. <laughs> the lights are turned way down low. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. As far as the injuries are concerned. When we finally kiss goodnight. 
how I hate going out in the storm. But if you really hold me tight all the way home, I'll be warm. See, I don't know the entire, I don't know all the lyrics to that song. I just know the first one. The first the fire is couple. slowly dying and my dear, we're still goodbying. But as long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. How many verses do you know of this song? song? That's the whole song? Yes. See, that 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 just shows my not, my lack of knowledge for this. Um, so Alexander Madison is out for this game with yep. the, after his appendectomy. And it looks like the uh, two tight ends might also be either limited or out. I mean, you have Irv Smith Jr. who practiced in a limited capacity on Thursday. And Kyle Rudolph with a foot issue did not practice on Thursday. Could be Kyle Rudolph out and Irv Smith in. Yeah, which would be very good for... Um, Anybody looking to stream a Minnesota tight end, yes. Yes. And that's that's basically it. Uh, and then for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we have Mike Evans with a hamstring issue. He was spotted at practice with a helmet on Friday. That's good. I mean, this is what a, this has turned into like fucking Hollywood film sets. He was spotted at practice with a helmet. He's prat. <laughs> the paparazzi's all there. Yep. And. Um, JPP was limited in practice as well. Mm-hmm. So, are you starting Kirk Cousins? Five. In the playoffs? Five. But you are starting Dalvin Cook? Yep, ten. You're starting Limit Justin your Jefferson. expectations, though, with Cook. You're starting Justin Jefferson, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And Thielen? Yep. And Irv Smith Jr.? If, no. If Rudolph doesn't play? No, if you want to stream him, you can, but he won't be a top 15 play for me. Okay. And then for the Buccaneers, Tom Brady? Eight. And if Tom Brady's available on your waiver wire, please go pick him up. I don't know why it would be. He, he was on a way, one waiver wire and one league I'm in. And I snatched him up so fast. I still don't know why it would be. His schedule the rest of the way is so good. So good. Yeah. Um, and then the running back situation. Who are you looking at? Ronald Jones. Okay. Ronald Jones. He's the only worth. Well, really, I think he is the only worthwhile running back here. He is. Yes, he is. And the receivers. I mean, if Micah, it looks like Mike Evans is going to be playing. Question mark still, but the fact that he had a helmet, as the paparazzi pointed out, it's a good sign. Yep. TMZ breaking news alert. Mike Evans spotted with a helmet in practice. How do you know if it was his helmet? Could have been somebody else's. He could have been bringing it. Yeah, he could have been bringing it to a teammate. Could have been. What a a good teammate. What a great guy. Uh, What about Chris Chris Goblin? Seven. And Antonio Brown? Six. Gronk? Five. Cameron Brait? Four. All righty. We have moved on to four o'clock. Oh boy. We have moved on. Is it a trap game for Seattle? Is it? It is. Oh Lord. It is. Seattle's gonna be looking forward, looking ahead to their game against Washington for for playoff position. Adam, if the Jets don't lose by two touchdowns, that could actually be considered a win. 
there you don't believe you won't believe me but there's some Seahawks that are like scared at, of this game of course you don't want to be the team that loses to the Owen 13 12 Jets 12 Owen 12 yes don't rub it in cover zero cover zero listen he he's gone he the won't bad, hurt me. the bad man is gone he won't hurt he won't hurt me anymore uh the only jets here that i would consider starting are jameson crowder because the matchup versus seattle is very good who might not even play well yes you need to look at that one denzel mims is out so if crowder yes. plays it's more looks for him uh if perry bashard perryman plays that could be an interesting matchup to potentially look at and very important to monitor the status of Frank Gore because if Frank Gore is out, I would consider giving Ty Johnson a run. Well, they should be playing Ty Johnson anyway after what he did I don't know against if the I Raiders. Would, I don't know if I'd be playing him anyway. No, the Jets should be playing him anyway. The Jets should be, yes. But we all know that Adam Gaze has a hard-on for Frank Gore. Yeah, well. But those are the only Jets that I would consider starting. Oh, uh, God. So he did not practice on Thursday, Frank Gore. So, yeah, that's kind of what's going on here. Brashad Perriman's also banged up. Um, he li- he was limited in practice on Thursday with a shoulder issue, which has been what he has been for the past couple of weeks. And Jameson Crowder is expected to be questionable for Sunday's game at Seattle and he'll be evaluated at practice on Friday. So there you go. Uh, For the Seahawks, just give me, just give it, give me a verdict here. Russell Wilson is a nine. Chris Carson is a seven. If he plays, I would say eight. I'll say eight for Chris Carson. DK Metcalf's a 10. Tyler Lockett's a nine. And there's no tight end that would start here. All righty. With that, we'll move on to the Indianapolis Colts going to the Death Star to play the Las Vegas Raiders. And one, the one player from this game that, it, that should be looked at, should be monitored, is, of course, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I, I, I doubt he plays this week. Highly doubt it. Really? Yeah, there is... There were some reports that he was trying to get some limited practice in, but all signs point to right now it being Devontae Booker for another week. And that might not be great because Devontae Booker just did not look good at all no. against against the Jets. No. No, they wanted to use Jalen Rashard a little bit more too. Right. So that suggests to me that suggests that they don't see Devontae Booker as a 20-carry guy. They see him more as a change-of-pace guy. Well, I think the thing that should be noted with Josh Jacobs, he pra- he did practice on Thursday in a limited capacity. It's a good sign. It's a good sign. And, I mean, the Raiders are in a playoff hunt. So right. I think they're going to want Josh Jacobs to be playing. Well, they could they could definitely bring him back. So check out what happens today, Friday, to see what's going on with, uh, with Josh Jacobs. So with that being said, are you starting Philip Rivers against these Raiders? 
he's the start. He's a stream of the week. So six, but I don't love it. What about the running backs? Uh, Jonathan Taylor and nine well, lines are fine. Well, I mean, this is, this is where you separate. This is the line between the playoff meter and the, and the regular starter meter. Are you starting Jonathan Taylor and or Naeem Hines in the playoffs? If you have to, I wouldn't, but if you have to, that's fine. If you once again didn't listen to us and spent a high pick on Jonathan Taylor. That's also true. <laughs> that's also very true. Moral of the story, please listen to us. Listen please. to our advice. Um, and... I mean, T.Y. Hilton's had a bit of a resurgence these past couple of weeks. Yeah, and this is another great matchup for him. So uh, he's a six for me. All right. Um, what about any other Colts receivers? No. Pittman, Michael Pittman, maybe. But he he had one good week. Yeah. And what about just kind of praying that he'll have another good week, and it just hasn't happened. What about the other, like the tight end situation? It's so murky. If I had to pick one, it would be Trey Burton. But I again, I, I don't I don't love it. Yeah. Maybe I'll get to sing the song next week. Maybe. Maybe. And for the Las Vegas Raiders, are you starting Derek Carr? Four. So you're starting Josh Jacobs if he plays, but mm-hmm. if he doesn't play, you're not really looking at Devontae Booker? I would try and avoid it if you can. And the receivers, maybe, maybe not. The Colts' defense is very good. If I had to pick one, I would say Aguilar. Okay. And Darren Waller's a 10. He's a must-play. Of course. Must, 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 must play. Next game, the Young Way Koo revenge game. Oh, this is going to be fascinating. This is going to be a fascinating game. I can't wait. I can't wait. As well. Um, so it's the Atlanta Falcons going to SoFi Stadium. Todd Gurley did say this week he's going to the stadium that he helped build. And ain't that the truth? It's true. Um, and uh, so Julio Jones, as we've hinted at previously, he has been ruled out for Sunday's game against the Chargers with Correct. a hamstring issue. And uh, Raheem Morris, this is also important. Raheem Morris said that Todd Gurley feels a lot more healthy this week and should work in his normal role Sunday against the Chargers. Yep. That's good news. That's good news. Hayden Hurst with the ankle practiced in a limited capacity on Thursday. Uh, Ido Smith with a neck issue practiced in a limited fashion on Thursday. And that's kind of where we are here. And for the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, it's really the running backs that you're that you're worried about that you're looking at. the The whole deal with with Josh Kelly, Justin Jackson still on injured reserve, but he was designated to return on Wednesday. Austin Eckler's there, so. It is worth monitoring. For sure. Well, with that being said, are you starting Matt Ryan in this game? He's a six. I don't love it. Okay. Really, really don't love it. 
What about Todd Gurley? Five. Edo Smith? Two. If Todd Gurley doesn't well, I mean, it looks like Todd Gurley is gonna be playing. Yeah. So I would I, I would assume Gurley's gonna play. So Smith is like a two. And with Julio Jones out, the roles for Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage. Ridley gets a big boost. So he's like he would probably be an eight. Uh, Russell Gage would probably be uh, five. Well, I think in deeper leagues, probably he's a he's a flyer. Yeah, he's a big type flyer in deeper leagues. I agree. And Hayden Hurst, if he plays, five. Borderline tight end one. And for the Chargers, Justin mm-hmm. Herbert. Chargers. Justin Herbert. Nine. Austin Eckler. He needs a bounce back week. He really does. Austin Eckler. Ten. Anybody else running back wise? No. Keenan Allen? Ten. Mike Williams? Seven. Like him a lot. Hall of Fame tight end Hunter Henry? Seven. Great play. All right. Awesome. Great play. Great person. He really, yes. Fabulous. Fabulous. All of those things are true. Fabulous, man. Love him. Next game is the New Orleans Saints going to Philadelphia. It's going to be Taysom Hill once again. The battle of the backups. Might be the last time we see Taysom Hill. As a starter, because Drew Brees could be back next week. Well, this season anyway. For this season, yes. Correct. Um, And also, Michael Thomas is questionable heading into this game. Who would have thought? Yeah, but that's that's routine. He's questionable Wednesday, questionable Thursday, but then Friday they give him a full bill of health and he plays. So not really worried about that. Okay, that's fine. Uh, also, uh, Latavius Murray was limited in Thursday's practice as well, so that could mean more work for Alvin Kamara. That's what his owners want. Yes. For the New Orleans Saints, are you starting Taysom Hill? Seven. In the playoffs. Seven. Yep. I like him a lot. And you're starting Alvin Kamara? Yep. Nine. Is it as much of a foregone conclusion as it has been in recent years, though? I mean, yes. Considering he probably has been the best first-round pick that you could have asked for. Uh, out, of the, out of all the potential first-round picks. I don't know. I think Devontae Adams has been better. Devontae Adams also missed games. That's also true. So Alvin Kamara has been there throughout. It's between it's between him, Dalvin Cook, and Derrick Henry. I would hear the case for any one of them. Honestly, I think I think I'd probably say Dalvin Cook. That's a fair argument. Yeah. A very, very fair argument. Although it, it'd be tough. Uh what about Michael Thomas? Eight. Emmanuel Sanders. Five. Anybody else? Trey receivers? Trey Smith is a four. Okay. Jared Cook? Four. And here is where it gets interesting. I mean, what do you make of this fee- this Philadelphia Eagles offense with Jalen Hurts at quarterback? The only guy that I would feel comfortable starting, and I say this very, very loosely, comfortable, is Miles Sanders. And that's barely. If there's a tight end I would start, it's probably Ertz. 
But if Goddard was the guy that happens to have a big game against the Saints, it wouldn't surprise me. So I think I think the safe route is to just avoid this Eagles offense altogether until you see something from it, and maybe you get into next week knowing that you have some clarity about this offense. Probably as comfortable as a roller coaster ride on a full stomach. Yeah, true. True. Yeah. So I mean that makes it easy. So yeah, very uh, easy. Move on to Green Bay, Detroit. We did just talk about Devontae Adams, didn't we? We did, and here we are again. Yep. And for the Detroit Lions, I would be shocked, absolutely shocked, if Kenny Galladay plays this week. He's not going to. Actually, I would bet bet my house on it. uh, I'd start touring boxes to live in because it seems that Daryl Bevel said that Kenny Galladay could have a limited role on Sunday against the Packers, depending on how he looks in practice today. Limited role, which means he'll be on a snap count, which means you're not playing him. Yeah, but you said you're, you bet your house that he doesn't play. I said I would bet my house on him not playing for fantasy is what oh. I said. You're, okay. not, you're not starting Kenny Galladay. That's fair. No way, no how. I hear, uh, I hear that, and I, I hear that. I hear snap count. I say no, thank you. Well, you're right. Stay away. Uh, DeAndre Swift is trending in the right direction. You're playing on yes, Sunday against the Packers. He could play. Yeah, and I think he he'd be worth starting for fantasy. I agree. And for the Green Bay Packers, um, Alan Lazard practicing a limited basis on Thursday. That's more like a routine thing with coming with that core muscle issue that kept him on IR. Uh, AJ Dillon's still on the reserve list. He's still out. So, yeah. As far as the playoff meter, I mean, we we got a we got a softball for our first one. It's yeah, Aaron Rodgers ten. AJ or uh, Aaron Jones. Actually, I guess he could be AJ. He could but- be AJ. He's not not that AJ. Eight. Uh, Devonta Adams. Ten. Actually, I should mention Jamal, Jamal Williams as well. Five. Five Jamal okay. Williams. Ten Devonta Adams. MVS. Six. Alan Lazard. Three. Robert Tunyon. Nine. All right for the Detroit Lions. Matt Stafford has also been limited. Yep. He's a um, six. Yeah. He's a six. But if DeAndre Swift comes back, it's it, it would be big for this Lions running back. Yeah, Swift. Swift I would rank as a top twenty-four play, so he'd be a seven. I mean, this Lions team looks like a whole new franchise after they fired Matt Patricia. It's true. They're they are free from the Patriots style of tyrannical rule. Yeah, which only works if you win. True. Because then, because if you know if you don't win, then you're just an asshole. Then you're just an asshole who thinks that he's somebody that he's not. Yeah. So, yeah. And then for the running back, so if DeAndre Swift plays, of course you're starting him. Yep. And I I guess he's like, he would be the last man standing. It would be him and Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Splitting the time. Yep. Because Kerryon Johnson's probably not going to be playing this week. Nope. Mm-mm. And then for the receivers, um, Marvin Jones, Marvin Hall. Oh, Marvin Hall got released. Never mind. Marvin Jones. I love Marvin Jones this week. I love him this week. 
Nine. What's going on with Danny Amendola? Is he still on IR? No, he's back. Good for good for him. No, Amendola's back, but I'm not playing him. Okay. Only only Lions receiver I like is Marvin Jones. That's fair. And of course, TJ Hawkinson is at ten. You're playing him. Oh, uh, this could have been a Geronimo Allison revenge game. Oh gosh darn it. I know. Gosh darn it. That's so sad. I know. I'm very sad. I'm very, very, very sad. What about TJ Hawkinson? Ten. Okay. Easy. Our penultimate game, speaking of revenge games, we love this revenge game narrative. It is the, not only is it the Alex Smith revenge game, it's also the Kyle Shanahan revenge game. Lots of revengeance going on. Love it. It's also a Trent Williams revenge game. True. That's like the ultimate revenge game. Except he said that he has no ill will against the, the football team because the guys that he hates there left. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's See, fair. Yeah, because the guy, the guys that fucked him over are no longer a part of the organization. Fair. So he's like, I like everybody. I like basically everybody that I played with there. So I don't really, I don't have no hard no feelings. There. Bruce Allen's not there anymore. And the team doctor that fucked me over. True. It's not there, it's not there anymore. So uh, the big thing that we have to worry about here is Antonio Gibson, who is doubtful. Heading into this game is probably not going to be playing. Peyton Barber. Peyton, Peyton Barber, Barber. Jamie McKissick. Yep. And also monitor Debo Samuel mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Another another injury for Debo Samuel. Yeah. As far as the playoff meter is concerned, are you starting somebody like Alex Smith? No. But you are starting. He's like a four. Yeah. Are you starting Peyton Barber and or J.D. McKissick? I like McKissick more than Barber. Well, I think McKissick has the receiving upside. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Non-PPR, it's Barber. PPR, it's McKissick. And I think the only receiver really of note is... Yes. But Logan Thomas is still worth a look at tight end. I would say Logan Thomas is a play. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's definitely a play. Seven. His usage has gone up over the last couple of weeks. So... Yeah, I think he's a he's a very, very good play. Yep. And for the San Francisco 49ers, Nick Mullins. Three. Whatever this running back tandem is. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson. I don't want to play. I don't want to play any of them. I don't blame you. I don't if I, to pick, if I had to pick one, I would say Mostert, but I could be wrong. Yeah. And then the receivers, if Debo Samuel doesn't play, you have Brandon Ayuk here. Yeah. Must play. Must, must, Ooh. must, must, must play. And Jordan Reed, uh, Jordan Reed revenge game. This game is just full of revengeance. I love it. I can't wait. Jordan yeah. Reed's a six. Jordan I bet there's going to be solid one, play. over under one fight breaks out in this game. Over. Lots of fights. Love Lots fights. Of... All right. We're on to Sunday night. We're on to Sunday night. It's not in Cincinnati, but we're on a Sunday night in Buffalo. It's in Buffalo. It's in Buffalo. In Buffalo, New York. The Pittsburgh Steelers going up against the Buffalo Bills. And so as far as the injury report is concerned, Chase Claypool is questionable heading into this game. He's going to play. He's going to play? Yeah, he's going to play. And that's basically it. 
Nice. Yeah. I think that's basically it. I mean, that's all that I could think of off the top of my head. I mean, the only other guy is like John Brown, but John Brown's on IR. Yeah. So that's kind of, we already know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. Sweet. That's easy. Yes. Uh, Big Ben, are you starting him against Buffalo? Six. He's a fine start. I think James Conner's going to come back this game. Yep. Yep. He was, he was activated. Uh, from the COVID list earlier this week. So he is a full go. And I do expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to start to run the ball a little bit more because I think putting more and more pressure on Ben Roethlisberger is, uh, is definitely not helping him. Yeah. And so you have James Conner there. Is Benny Snell worth starting just for the throwaway touchdown that he would get, that he gets? Mm, no, he's, he's a boomer bust play. Yeah. Well, I mean, kill your season if you plan. Not, yeah, not in the playoffs, though. Yeah. No, no, thank you. And what about the receivers? Chase Claypool, Juju Smith Schuster, Deontay Johnson, James Washington. Claypool and Johnson are eight. Eight Juju Smith Schuster is a seven. All right. And Eric Ebron. Six. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. And for the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen going up against the Steelers. Nine. The Steelers could be without two of their top corners, Mike Hilton and Joe Hayden. So that definitely makes us a better, more enticing matchup for uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. And the running backs, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Four for both. Don't well, want to yeah, plan. Yeah. No, you're right. Don't want to plan. Steelers rush defense is so good. Yeah. No, thank it, you. Yeah. And the receivers, Stefan Diggs, 10, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, 10, 7, 5. Gabriel Davis, I think, in deeper leagues is a pretty good play. What about tight ends? Dawson Knox? None. None. All right. Cool. And as always, if you want to see what we think about defenses, you could listen to the, the uh, Basin Talk podcast fantasy show waiver show that we did on Wednesday to see our thoughts on that. Rectamundo. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of not only this, the Fantasy Show, but also the regular Basement Talk Podcast, the Basement Talk Podcast Debate, and the Basement Talk Podcast Quiz Rotational. And those are all on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Amazon Music. We'll talk to you on Monday. We'll be reviewing all of these games and also previewing Monday night's showdown. So for my co-host Ed Birdsall, I'm Adam Castro, and we'll talk to you next time on the Basement Talk Podcast. Good luck this weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. Good luck. <laughs>